and the, the solid hold it down the beige rage and the agitator the breakfast club everyone just kept telling me to prep for this one word to describe the breakfast club would be black impact in the culture people watch the breakfast club for like news and really be tuned in man i don't even know what it calls breakfast club it's like brunch envy ye and Charlemagne. Wake that ass up, get out of bed, and listen to The Breakfast Club. I'm waking up. Good morning, USA. It's Friday. Yes, it's Friday. Good morning and three-day weekend. How are you? How are you I'm feeling? I'm excited. I feel great. Oh, my goodness. I feel great as well. I'm out in Cleveland for NBA All-Star. I flew out here yesterday. The weather is disgusting. It's snowy. It's nasty. It's rainy. But... I'm here. We're going to have a good time this weekend. So I'm in Cleveland for All-Star. Nice. How's it feeling? Oh, you got the Versus tonight, too. You got a DJ for that Versus. Yeah, I'm doing a bunch of things. I'm doing uh, something for Pepsi earlier for the kids. We go into a couple of schools and giving back. We pop it up at some schools to give back to the kids. And then tonight is a Versus. So the Versus tonight is going to be a little different. It's not like your usual uh, hip-hop or R&B Versus. It's Allen Iverson versus Tracy McGrady. They're going to be versing about their highlights. Both... Uh, legends in this nba game so they're gonna be versing about their their favorite highlights versing. i know i don't know what it's called their verses against their versusing yeah versusing <laughs> um you know obviously is my favorite nba player and, and obviously has so many highlights uh crossovers they say obviously is below the rim and they say tracy mcgrady is above the rim so i'm excited about that i'm gonna be djing for that tonight so uh you could check that out of course on versus tv and, and a host of other platforms but uh, i'm excited about that today Yo, 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 uh-huh. yo, yo, uh-huh. yeah, yo, yo, good morning, your, USA. Your three-day three weekend started already, huh? <laughs> you damn right. It's a three-day weekend, right? Yeah, yes, we it on is. Monday. Monday's yeah, President's we, Day. We got President's Day on Monday. I cannot wait, boy. What does President's Day even mean? Uh, it's the day to celebrate the presidents of the United States. Oh, of is that's what it is? All the presidents? All the yeah, founding all fathers, them. yeah. Oh, I didn't even I mean, know what it was it's, all the, it's definitely all the presidents, but I thought it was the founding fathers, right? I have no I idea. I, I guess. I thought it was Lincoln or something, his birthday. Or, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what it is. Yeah, well, Me neither. Who cares? We get a day off. That's all that matters. This is a great weekend, man. It's a great weekend because, uh, you know, th- that, that supply chain chaos has had things backed up for a long time. And uh, about a year ago. Oh, you getting your couch? My wife ordered a new couch. And that couch came yesterday. Oh, oh wow. So that's why I will new be couch, all weekend. Club couch, baby. Okay. Oh, my God. I was laying on that thing yesterday. I didn't want to move. So I can't wait. Let's hurry up and get this show over so I can get back home. You to go back, get back on, on that couch. damn couch. I've been hearing so many horror stories about people that order furniture and can't get their orders in. It took us about a year. It's been yeah, about, mine it's took been about, about a year. year and about seven months, year and eight months to get all my furniture. Chair, I'm talking wait. everything. Chairs, side tables, you name it. Lights. That's right. But we got everything finally. But you know yeah, what's funny? I ordered some furniture and it, and thank God it hasn't come yet because my house is still not renovated to move into. So I'm praying that it doesn't come anytime soon. I told the, the kids yesterday, this is not a kid-friendly couch. All right? Yeah, I've no, been on the floor the past year. Get back on the floor. Yeah, right, no, we, we tell adults. the kids the same thing. Tell the kids the same thing. Keep your ass off this couch, your crayons and all that off the couch. What? But the funny thing is, Yee and I ordered from the same spot. It was overseas, and it was very uh, costly to get it back. 
So when I was trying, when I was buying the furniture, I was like, "Can you just throw my stuff in Yee's container and let her pay for oh, it?" Yeah, like, no, I'm not oh, trying yeah, to get mine anytime yeah. soon. Yeah, y'all yeah. fancy. We ain't been doing yeah. nothing like that. It's like Yee containers fell. We ain't. I think we got off. <laughs> we got off from IKEA or someplace like that. We ain't fancy like that. My That's a lie. Like it wouldn't take no year and a half for no damn yeah, IKEA at all. It's like Ikea they're in, in the, the warehouse already. Yes, liar. I'm not lying. Liar, liar, pet. My boyfriend worked at IKEA. Trust me, I know everything about IKEA. You're a liar. You're a liar. I'm telling you. And you got to put it together yourself. I don't think y'all. I don't think y'all know the IKEA that I know. We do. Okay. We definitely do. It took a long time. All right. It's no, been that's a year and change. Lie. Right? God damn, you're Y'all talking about containers and overseas. I don't you know nothing about that life. You are a liar. God damn. I don't know nothing get, about that life. And let's they get, get their stuff cracking. overseas, too. Let's get the show cracking. Uh, John Cohen will be joining us this morning. John Cohen is a brother. He's from Newark. He's uh, one of the few. I think he might be the only one that owns his own NASCAR. So uh, he's uh, racing this weekend at the Daytona 500. They just qualified yesterday, and he's going to be joining us. He's going to tell us how he got into the sport, how he got into the game. He's a dude from Newark that has some dreams, and he's making it happen. So shout out to John Cohen. We'll be kicking it with him. And then our brother from Houston, H-Town, Trey right. the Truth, will be joining us. Trey's not banned on this radio station. <laughs> no, he's not banned on this station. So he'll be here this morning. So we're going to talk to Trey the Truth about his new project and uh, his daughter. You know, last time he came up there, I believe his daughter was with him. And now he hasn't seen his daughter in months. I saw Baby him truth. posting about that. I felt really bad. That's yeah, so, terrible to not be able to see your child. Yeah, so we'll talk to him about all that. All right, and let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Uh, well, we are going to be talking about Omicron and all these variants. And uh, they're saying now there's something that is even... Uh, that spreads even faster oh, than the Omicron no. coronavirus just, variant. Just when they tell everybody to take their mask off? Right. Come on, man. Oh, my goodness. All right, we'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. That way we start in Yeezy. All right. Well, the CDC wants to give people a break from wearing masks as the pandemic has been improving. Oh, Lord. They currently recommend that people wear masks in indoor public places, regardless of their vaccination status. Nearly every county in the U.S. has high transmission right now, but people are required by federal law. You got to wear masks on planes, buses, trains and other forms of public transportation. But states have started easing public health measures as new infections from the Omicron variant have been declining rapidly from their peak levels in January. New York and California have dropped mask mandates for businesses. New Jersey has also gotten rid of uh, mask requirements for schools as well. And vaccine requirements are also being lifted across America as COVID cases are going down. But now they are saying there is a subvariant of Omicron that is on the rise. And they said it is spreading faster than Omicron. And it may also cause more severe disease. And it appears capable of thwarting some of the key weapons against COVID-19. According to new research, they're saying it can cause serious illness. And it says it can escape the immunity created by vaccines. A booster shot does restore protection, which makes illness after infection about 74% less likely. They still haven't figured this thing out, huh? Like how, does any, how does any of that make sense, though? Take off your mask. We're getting rid of vaccine mandates in certain places. But there's another variant that's spreading faster, and it can make people sick. They're also saying that labs have to take an extra step and sequence the, vi- uh, the virus to find this variant. So they have to find a method to detect it specifically. That would be the first thing that a lot of countries need to do. It's called Stealth Omicron. That's what they're calling it now, BA2, Stealth Omicron, because it doesn't show up on PCR tests as an S-gene target failure the way that Uh-oh. Omicron does. So they got to make sure yeah, they the can problem. even identify it. This makes yeah, sense to problem. y'all? Anything that, anything that we just heard makes sense to any of y'all? 
I mean, it does a little bit because we've been How? saying all the time we got to live with it. We we can't let it hurt us. We have to get back to normal. But and, that don't mean it, take your mask off. That don't mean you know stop the vaccine mandates. If you're trying to you know stop it and stop it from mutating and becoming other variants, shouldn't you maybe keep that on a little longer? And we're seeing across the world in other places where like uh, in Denmark, Denmark. China, mm-hmm. that it's, it's 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 still spreading crazy because they they got rid of their mandates too. Yeah, fast. Denmark was the first major country to lift um, their last COVID nineteen restrictions and declare the pandemic over, and now they're saying that they're having an issue with cases on the rise there. So. They said since then, Denmark has continued to record more COVID cases per capita than nearly anywhere else in the world. And COVID hospitalizations and deaths have shot up by about a third. By the way, I don't care either way. I'm just telling you that, you know, this is a mixed messaging. And they clearly haven't figured out how to message this thing properly yet. Mm-hmm. Now, if they want us to just go live with it, cool, say that. That's what I think it is. I think it's <laughs> to a point where they just, like, live with it. It's just, it's, they, they keep saying, say that. this is going to be like the flu. So, And that's what they're doing. They're like, hey, if you get it, you get it. You know, hopefully you got your vaccine. If not, you're on your own. That's what it seems like. I would rather them say that because this don't make no sense. Well, it hasn't made no sense in the past two years, but whatever. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. Again, 800 800- 585-1051 is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Yo, this Cash, man. What's up? Cash. Cash, what up? Get it Please off your cash. chest, bro. Yeah, yeah, hey, man. Uh, I, w- I heard y'all talking the other day. Uh, about um, NASCAR owners and like y'all been talking about that for the last like week or two or whatever. Y'all left out Jordan, man. Y'all remember Jordan had a uh, team NASCAR twenty three? No, I don't remember that. I do. Eat, I remember yeah, he used man. to have one. I don't know if he has it anymore though. It won. I don't know if he got it anymore, but if I mean uh, we were talking about uh, black people owning NASCAR uh, cars or, or teams or whatever the case may be, and y'all mm-hmm. left out Jordan, man. I was sitting here on my on my way home, like damn, they left out Jordan. Well, yeah, thank no, you for I, the information, my I brother. I remember Jordan used to have one. I don't think he has one currently, though, but I, I do remember Jordan hey, having one. And Charlemagne, Angela Yee, and Envy, man, I appreciate y'all every single day that I go home. I make sure I tune in when I do my long 14-hour shift at this medical facility. helping. Uh, when y'all talk about COVID and all that stuff, I'm the person that, that sends out the uh, COVID test, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. Clinical trials. I work for the biggest clinical trial company in North America. Okay. 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 All Salute right. to you, King. That sounds important. Yeah. Yeah. Thank y'all. Appreciate y'all so much. Peace, King. Out there, brother. Hello. Who's this? Hey, this is Mike from Brooklyn, New York. I'm in the country right now. What's up, brother? Get it I off your chest. Say, man. See, I just want to say, man. First of all, I want to say thank y'all all for doing a good show. Ye, Charlemagne, and you, Envious Mom. Well, my cousin was on your first uh, mixtape from back in the day. Okay. His name was Shahid. He was still on your block. Y'all know Shah, he lives overseas now. I still speak to Shah. Yeah, here in the uh, Philippines. In the Philippines, yeah, I still speak to Shah. Yeah, man. Good thing, man. I just want to say, y'all show is great. I just want to say a couple things about the vaccines and the maskers. We all have a nose, throat, and mouth doctor when we have to go to the doctor. We all got to come out of ears, mouth, and nose if the mask is actually going to work. And if you can breathe through the mask, it's really not going to work because... You can smell anything in the back, and whatever the particles that people sneeze or go through, it goes through the mask regardless. We just got to do a better thing with keeping up our 
immune system with vegetables and plant-based foods so we can do better in life overall. That's why I think they trying to push us too. Okay, thank so, you for okay, calling, my brother. Yeah, I love you. your show again, man. Yeah. All right, man, thank you. I don't right. have a problem with, with, with uh, healthy diet advice. That's right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's happening? DJ Envy is me. They calling again. Hey, what's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Hi, I got a shout out Dr. McKelvey and everything he's doing with the Kevin Hart uh, and the Audible series. How you doing, sir? Thank you, King. I appreciate that. Hi, I just have to shout out Angeli and uh, Lip Service, one of the first podcasts you know I ever listened to. Y'all wild. Okay, thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> I guess. Thank you, brother. <laughs> and uh, Envy, uh, I met you at your car show, uh, and I got a picture with you. I was so awkward with my phone, but you stood there and you know like. Still took that picture, and I appreciate that. Now, I appreciate you for coming to the car show. Did you bring some family with you, your kids, your girl, or some peoples? I ain't got no kids. No okay. kids. <laughs> you know, shout out to you, uh, Envy and Charlamagne with the new babies and everything that's going on in y'all life. But yes, I'm indeed. I'll see you at the next car <laughs> show, brother. Hey, for sure. Hey, y'all have a good one. You too. You too. He was nice. He shouted out each one of us and gave that's us right. some props. I appreciate really that. That's nice. Thank you, brother. Good morning. Hello. Who's this? What's your name? This is Jordan. Good morning, Breakfast Club. Peace, Jordan. Jordan. You just celebrated your oh birthday God, yesterday. It's a, my birthday yesterday. I'm just joking. Go ahead. Oh, I was like, I wish it was. Okay, I want to give a shout out to my boyfriend. <laughs> I love you. Okay, and I want everybody, Breakfast Club family, please follow his Instagram. His name is Boom underscore Payroll. Boom underscore okay. Payroll? Yes. Okay, let me see where, who this guy is. Is you, Charlamagne there? I'm right here. How are you, Queen? I love you. Oh my gosh, you reposted me to your story. I got your um your hoodie and I got your um book, Black Privilege. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate you so much. Can you go like some of my pictures, please? What's the Instagram again? Boom right, underscore is, what? Hus is Queen that's underscore underscore Jordan five one three. Queen underscore Jordan. That's my old page. Oh, I'm he sorry. He loved his girl. He posted, he said, the one and only woman in my life that satisfied me and cherished me and really cares about me. Thanks for being there for me since we've been together, baby. I love you. Oh, I love that. Yes, period. You hold okay, that now, down. Actually, let me ask, can you follow his Instagram, Charlamagne? What is it? It's Boom. Boom, shakalaka, boom. Now, mama, I'm not going to lie. He posted that in 2020. It's two years now. He ain't posted okay, nothing okay, since. I know, but he still loves me. <laughs> he, he, needs, he needs to start posting more He's about to okay. Yeah he, he only has like six posts And three of them are her Yeah <laughs> Did you follow him? Now how long do I have to follow him now? <laughs> this don't look interesting This don't <laughs> Come on give him a chance it just He don't gotta look, post it, more He ain't posted in be, two years He I gotta actually, be dedicated I actually like his style I don't, I, I, I'm glad I wish I didn't post in two years Oh my god I'm glad he's not on social okay, media well, like that Can you at least follow him for like a month? <laughs> uh, I, 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 I'm gonna think about. I'm gonna pray on it. Okay, Let's see what he he does. Pray on it. <laughs> have a good one. I'm gonna pray on it. He only got seven pictures, mom. It's just like this ain't you know. Bye, Jordan. This ain't doing it for me, Jordan. Damn it, man. Get it off your chest. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. These are babies too. They kids. We got rumors on the way. She's like 21. Yes, and let's talk about Spotify. We'll tell you what Ava DuVernay has done. Also. 
How much they paid for Joe Rogan's podcast? Previously, we thought it was $100 million, but it looks like that deal was actually worth a different number. A whole lot yeah, more. She, she's like 22. 22, I think. That's mm-hmm. it. She has a picture of her 18th birthday. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Rumors on the way. is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right, well, Ava DuVernay's Array company has pulled out of their Spotify first look deal. And so they actually had unveiled their multi-year agreement. They were going to promote inclusive storytelling and produce exclusive scripted and unscripted series. That deal was announced back in January of 2021. And now they are pulling out of that deal. So... Yeah, from what I hear from people who have production companies over there, it's just very hard to get things done. A lot of red tape you have to go through. Like way many, way too many people got to sign off, and you know, no creative wants to be a part of that. It's the same reason the Obamas are talking about leaving. Like nobody wants to feel stifled when they are creating. All right. Well, they did have one show that they had announced, but that show still hasn't happened. So. <clears throat> Looks like nothing's going to happen there. And then for Joe Rogan, people were saying that he had done a $100 million deal with Spotify. But now the reports are that Spotify actually paid him $200 million. And that was for over three and a half years. So that was for the exclusive streaming rights to the Joe Rogan experience, according to a report by The New York Times that came out on Thursday. Yeah, I read that story in The New York Times and I didn't understand it because that information was always out there. Like maybe because I pay attention to stuff like that. But when the deal was first announced, it was that it was like 200 plus uh, opportunity to make more and bonuses. Right. They announced their um, exclusive deal a little under two years ago in May of 2020, but they did not reveal the value of the content. And then Joe Rogan released his first show on that streaming service on September of fir- September 1st of 2020. And then later on that year, he was exclusive to Spotify. Yeah, I mean, Joe Rogan as a podcast is an, is an anomaly, though. Like, it's literally the biggest podcast in the world, audio and video-wise. When it was on YouTube, it was, you know, popping, so... You know, Spotify Spotify paid for his audio and video. Now, as far as Spotify making money, uh, they said podcast advertising accounts for 13% of their total revenue of 2021. And they had lost money for years. They finally became profitable for the first time in history in 2019. But then the next year, it lost the equivalent of about $2.2 million every day. So those are just some numbers. For you. All right, now Michael Rubin's fanatics and Jay Z and uh, Lil Baby, Meek Mill, Maverick Carter, and several other people have now purchased Mitchell and Ness. Mm. That's dope. Mm-hmm. So they're saying that it's an iconic brand with a limitless future. According to Michael Rubin's statement, he said, I'm incredibly excited for Fanatics to partner with this incredible group of innovative owners to build upon the company's already strong business that has kept the brand culturally relevant for more than 100 years. How much did they pay for it? It's $250 million. Now, I do That's low, don't it? For Mitchell uh, and Ness? I don't know if they bought it outright off a percentage of it, but I would say this. I, I do pray that they... Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that really connected Mitchell and Ness with the industry, with the athletes. And one of the gentlemen's name was Ruben. He was the one that that he had the marketing genius to take it just outside of the old, you know, jerseys and just the old things that they used to do and actually give it to artists, give it to Wale, give it to Fabulous, give it to uh, athletes, your Jordans, your Iversons and your Shaqs and give the jerseys to them so they can wear. And that's what really brought the company back. And I hope that they take care of that gentleman. I know he has a... a 
I think a restaurant out in Philly or a food truck out in, in Philly, Ruben. So they should take care of Ruben. Well, it, their brand was acquired from Juggernaut Capital Partners, and 75% of ownership is going to Fanatics. The 25% is for the other involved parties. Oh, can I get a better deal on my hats now? Mitchell and S does the Black Effect hats. You know, salute my guy Trent over there. So can I get a better deal on the hats? Well, Mitchell and S is still going to operate as a separate entity within oh, Fanatics. Okay. So I guess whoever you no deal with. And mm. J. Cole has done a Dreamer, NBA, Mitchell and S authentic throwback jerseys collection too, by the way. So that's available also right now. It's uh, the Dreamers takes on the designs of 16 different NBA team jerseys. So the brand's logo replaces the name of the teams, but has the same style and color combinations of like the Chicago Bulls, the Phoenix Suns, the Lakers, Boston Celtics, so on and so forth. I rock with Mitchell and Ness. Salute to Mitchell and Ness. Like I said, they make the the Black Effect hats. And actually, those jerseys (laughs) drop today at noon Mm. if you want to get those. And salute to my guy Emery, too. He actually put that play together. Vegas, Vegas Jones. Dropping the clues bombs for Vegas Jones one time, man. Not sure if you guys saw this, but Matthew Stafford and his wife Kelly and the Los Angeles Rams are covering the medical expenses. And that is for a photographer. She actually suffered an injury. She fell off the stage during the rally portion of the Super Bowl victory festivities that happened on Wednesday. Uh, Kelly Smiley is her name. She's a photo editor for the NFL, NHL, and NBA. She was stepping backwards to take a picture of Matthew Stafford and his wife, and she fell off the stage. If you saw the video of this, he just walked away when it happened, and then we don't know if he walked back over there. But people were upset that Matthew Stafford didn't try to help or anything. And the Staffords have since released a statement. They said they will take care of all of her hospital bills. They said, we've been in communication with Kelly Smiley (laughs) since yesterday's incident, and we are sorry for what happened. As we told Kelly, we will be covering all her hospital bills and replacing her cameras. We wish her a speedy recovery. And there was also a GoFundMe. And they said uh, they were asking for $30,000 to help get her back on her feet. Those donations are now over $45,000, but she did fracture her spine. Let me ask you a question. I saw some of that video, right? Mm-hmm. There was a lot of people around. Why did people only get upset with Matthew Stafford? Because he didn't help. I don't know. Maybe because in the mm-hmm. video, he was, she was taking the picture. I don't know. Like, that makes zero and sense And we also don't know what happened after the camera stopped rolling because it cuts away after that. So we don't know if he walked back over. I, I saw a video yesterday of a man pretending to be blind, and he fell. And the two black people ran away from him because <laughs> they didn't watch well, no video. Yeah, when well, he did that flip. Or whatever. Yeah. No, they, no, they thought he was falling. Yeah, they though. thought he was falling. So, so they ran away too. So, I mean, what do you expect somebody like Matthew Stafford to do in that situation? It was a lot of people around. Like, I don't get it. Like, we'd we be so obsessed with celebrity. And it's like, this celebrity didn't help me. It was mad people around. A lot of people didn't help. I agree. Well, we don't know if anybody did help. I'm sure somebody did. A, yeah. But why, is, why, why is Matthew Stafford getting the blame for this? By the way. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. It makes zero sense to me. All right. Well, when we come back, we got front page news. What are we talking about, Yeezy? Well, let's talk about Charlemagne's Cowboys. They actually had to pay $2.4 million, and we'll tell you why. They need to be paying me. That's what the Cowboys need to be doing. We'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. February 21st comes the highly anticipated new CW series, All-American Homecoming. Rising tennis star Simone Hicks begins her new life at Brinkston University, where black excellence is a way of life. Don't miss All-American Homecoming, premiering Monday, February 21st on The CW. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get in some front page news. Where we start, Yeezy? Well, the Dallas Cowboys had to pay $2.4 million quietly to some cheerleaders who accused uh, an executive, their former, the Cowboys' former former senior vice president, uh, Richard, how do you say his last name? Dalrymple? 
Dalrymple. I have no idea. Um, they are saying that he slipped into their dressing room at the AT&T Stadium in 2015 and was basically taking images with his phone. According to ESPN, one of the accusing cheerleaders said she spotted him behind a partial wall with his iPhone extended toward them as they were changing their clothes. And then he got into the dressing room using a back entrance and his security key card. So that settlement was reached back in May of 2016 after the cheerleaders went to the team's human resources department and then they hired attorneys and then that's when that settlement was made. Get your money. Mm-hmm. Sound like they deserve to me. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that? An executive where you, at the place where you work taking pictures of you while you're getting undressed? Get your money. I'm thinking about suing the Cowboys for compensation. Mm-mm. Um, now, Envy, you're in Cleveland and I see yeah. there's some bad weather, but it, it is All-Star Weekend. What's going on out there? Uh, it's disgusting. When I landed, it's, first of all, it's freezing in Cleveland right now, and it was snowing all night. So the roads are a little nasty, and the weather is cold, but they're saying that they're expecting huge, uh, a huge you know, number of people to come to Cleveland this weekend. So we'll see. For everybody traveling, I know I just got back from Atlanta last night. I had a lot of flight delays. So for people, I know it's an extended weekend. Just make sure you check your flights and see what's going on. All right, now, a Brooklyn street gang has been charged with taking more than $4.3 million in pandemic relief benefits. What they did, they used stolen identities and they filed 1,000 fraudulent pandemic unemployment claims, according to prosecutors. 11 members of the Wu Gang were accused of filing more than $20 million in false benefit applications. About a fifth of those were approved. The rest of them were not approved. And so they said the gang was ultimately caught in part because they were posting a lot of pictures and videos online. They were flashing gang signs, piles of cash, standing in front of luxury cars, including Lamborghinis and Benzes. (laughs) So whose fault is that? It's their fault for committing the crime and it's their fault for incriminating themselves via social media by showing everybody what they were doing. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. Now, 10 of the 11 men who are all 23 years old or younger were taken into custody uh, yesterday. They could not be reached for comment. It was not clear if they have yet retained attorneys, but they also had a song, a music video on YouTube. It's called Trapping. Lord have mercy. And some of the lyrics are, unemployment got us working a lot. <laughs> and so you know investigators you know are saying that is part, uh, partly... A reference to the fraud scheme. Remember, they don't want those lyrics. We saw this big push to make sure that lyrics can't be used against you in court. Yeah, but but some when... situations, you just dumb as hell. That's no? dumb as hell, and that we—that's no. what we said. That's why, like, even if you're going, you know, you're fighting for rappers' lyrics not to be used in court in situations like that. How can they not be? That's just stupid. Now, let me ask you a question. How old were those brothers? You said what? How old were they? They all are either 23 or younger. Now think about it like this. To fill out those applications, those applications are long, and you got to get a lot of information. Them brothers are smart. Just imagine if they use that smartness for others, mm-hmm. for, for, for good. Well, they got to hold the names, the birthdays, the social security numbers of 800 people, and then they use those names to submit nearly 1,000 claims to uh, the New York State's Department of Labor for unemployment benefits. And also, when you hear, uh, you know, Eric Adams say things he want to, like, wanting to ban drill rap, that's what I said the other day. It's like, sometimes you're saving people from themselves. Because, you know, number one, they're not smart enough to, to, to not commit the crimes in the first place. But then when they commit the crimes, they get on social media and they, they incriminate themselves. I'm about to look up this song, Trapping, though. Lord have mercy. On YouTube. But all 11 men have been charged with conspiracy to commit access, device fraud, and ag- aggravated identity, identity theft. How, how can you feel sorry for them in any way, shape, or form? My they goodness. earned every bit of jail time that they're about to get. They did. Every bit. All right, well, that is your front page. Why do they even think this is legal? That's that's the strange thing that bugs me out. There was a time when we was growing up, at least we knew we were actually committing crimes. These but people I'm, act like what they're doing is actually legal. 
But I'm wondering if they're thinking, well, maybe the police don't listen to this type of music or the police ain't going to follow me. It's rappers' faults. All these rappers <laughs> that have been lying all these years about the crimes they was committing, all the real criminals said, well, you know what? Maybe we can just rap since they're they, rapping about a life that we really live in. And if they, they can get they, away with it, we can get away with it too. The difference is they was lying. If okay. I was if I was a cop, right, and you was a cop, Charlamagne, you you a cop? Wouldn't Envy, the first you place you was? You I are mean, a cop, Envy. If the where would the first place you would look? Wouldn't it be Instagram? Wouldn't it be social media? You the tell first us. Place At this look? point, yes. It would be the first. I don't place. even got. I don't even got to no other investigation. <laughs> no other I don't even got to leave my house. That's I got to leave my crib. That's it. Just yeah. go right to Instagram. Click on my right phone. Social media. That's it. Google. Google. Give me an avatar of a woman with a BBL and follow all the rappers. <laughs> okay, be in their DMs like, "Ooh, you doing it, boy? What else you got?" Oh, I'm trying to find this song. Sorry, guys. My, you better stop. But that's <laughs> all, guys. All types song. of curses. All right. Now, when we come back, Trey yeah. the Truth will be joining us. Of course, Houston's own, Relief Trey. Gang's own. And we're going to talk to him when we come back. Guys, right, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. That's right. Trey the Truth. Yeah, I don't consider myself a guest. Now you feel home man. right now. The good, the yeah. good. He finally took a break from uh, helping everybody else to put out some music. You know what I mean? <laughs> finally took a break to get back to the rap, huh, Trey? Yeah, man. I got so much music sitting up over two thousand unreleased records. I got to do something with it, man. Gotta put got them out, to. start putting them out. Yeah. United Streets of America out right now. I was gonna ask you when, we, when I walked in. I was telling you about you know I'm doing the car show uh, in Houston. The first car show this year is gonna be in Houston. Father's Day weekend. You said I'm fighting to be a father now. Yeah. So what's going on with, with that case? You know, because we, we see you with your children all the time. So what's happening with that one? That's just a frustrating situation in itself. One, because, you know, that's that's my only daughter. She's been up here before, yeah. Yeah, you you know. I, you always know. would have. Yeah, that's why yeah, I, don't, yeah. I didn't understand. I was like, well, when did that happen? When did that disconnect happen? Yeah, that's the thing. It, it never, the, the relationship with me and my child never happens. It just becomes when people get involved in between. And um, I'm a natural fighter in general. So for me to be dealing with what I'm dealing with, with my daughter, it make you feel weak in a sense because it's like, man, like I don't play by my kids. But um, it's been going on. It's going on four months. I ain't seen my daughter, man. Four and months. First, it started off, quote unquote, money inconvenience. Well, I mean, you know, I do what I'm supposed to do. I do my child support and my child don't need for nothing. My child got uh, basically her own house. She got everything she need when she come to Texas. Then next, it goes to, oh, it's COVID around. COVID not going nowhere. And I, as everybody else, getting to see my child but me, and I'm a flesh and blood father. So mm-hmm. it just become irritating, man, you know. Did at least get the FaceTime or speak to it through the phone? or Whenever they want to answer. Yeah, so, I, saw, you know, I, I saw you post that video recently where they weren't answering for like four days. Did they ever pick That's up? That's a whole bunch more that ain't even been posted. Oh, wow, yeah. wow, wow. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you why I do that, right? In a, in a lot of cases with, with fathers and kids, and when some of these kids get older, they tend to question, like, well, why you didn't fight for me or why you didn't fight as hard for me? And um, two things. One, I needed to be documented so my daughter know. Don't ever think it was a day that went by that I wasn't thinking of fighting for you. And also to give the fire or fuel that some of these other parents need, man, because believe it or not, more people can relate to that than anything. And not mm-hmm. just only fathers, there's some mothers that's, in situations of fathers, but you know it's a frustrating situation, man. And I feel like, regardless if I care to get along with you, or I don't. Anything, like, even if we never say one word to each other, it shouldn't affect me being able to be my the father I Absolutely. need to be. Mm-hmm. I get up and fly to L.A. 
every month. I sit at that airport all day, excited, waiting to see my daughter jump back on the plane. Baby, true. To come spend time. You know what I'm saying? I know that because I follow you and I see you all the time going to do that. At the beginning of the phases in court, the judge that we had then, he enabled the situation. Like, he was letting a lot of stuff slide, go to where they got comfortable. And now I show up to L.A., and I'll be at the airport. My daughter never show up, and I have to fly back by myself. Wow. And it's so crazy. Everybody knows me for this. So the workers there, the the flight attendants, you know, they be just as heartbroken because they be expecting her to come. And when they see me coming back by myself, you know, it, I got to take that walk of shame, which I'm not tripping because I'm still going to fly out there to go try and get my daughter. But it's just like, it's just a heartbreaking situation so, in general. So question, when you go, you know, and, and like just to say the first time that happened, what did you think was going on? When you was like, well, where, they not bringing her? Like, she not showing up? Man, only because you're my brother, being honest, that was a different type of anger I had. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I ended up talking to my little sister, my lawyer, they like, come back. Because, you know, they first mind is, that he finna leave this airport, he gonna go get his baby one way or other. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I feel that's what I'm supposed to do. But I also, I've grown to the point, I'm real smart. I have to strategize a different type of way because... All it takes is one time. Like, right now, they got so much stuff stacked against them, and they ain't been held accountable for it. But it, one little thing for me uh, stripped me from everything, from right. truth, and I can't gamble. You know, man, I, I'm one of the strongest people ever. My kids is my weakness. What is the attorney saying? What Have you been to court? Because I know courts usually don't favor the father. So it's a crazy situation because I've been trying to go to court since... December, man, and with the code, it's so backed up. Like right now, I believe I have a court date in less than a week, and we had to keep fighting for that because it was saying there was a court date that was going to come March sometime. It's like, man, that's going on four months. That's 120 days without. I don't even know how my daughter smell at this point. Damn. You got to realize kids can grow in a matter of a month. I, I, yeah, so yeah, in yeah, four yeah. months, bro, it's, yeah. I, I don't even, it's, you know what I'm saying? And And I feel like my biggest fear is it can affect our bond. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, I got a song I'm going to put out Friday, just me venting, call. I hope it don't change you. Because that's my biggest fear. Like, right now, she'll call, and whenever she do call on her iPad, you know, we'll talk. Sometimes she'll be like, oh, no, I don't miss you. No, I don't love you. What? As mad as I would be, it's just like, she don't know no better right you feel now. Because like cause everybody, yeah, I, I feel like she know the relationship we got. And I know once I get in the vicinity to get my baby, I'm good. You, you think somebody putting that in her head or? Yeah, I, I definitely I definitely know my daughter yes. ain't never did that. You gotta realize I ain't never I've never whooped none of my kids. Every mm-hmm. child I'm the I'm the father I'm the father that they, they run behind because they know I'm gonna give them whatever they want and I'm gonna move mountains for them, you know what I'm saying? I think one of the frustratingest parts of it was talking to her and at one point you hear her say, uh, Daddy, I wanna come home. Not in she not in the crime way. She just said in a normal, just her, you know, because kids express themselves. But soon as she said, I catch it, but I want to make sure I caught it right. So I'm like, hey, what you say? And she look up, and she look at me, and she not saying nothing. I say, no, no, look at me. I say, what you said? And she won't say nothing. So then she started, she had a lollipop. She started moving her arm around it. Signs of nervous, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like yeah, she yeah. did something like she in trouble at this point. That's a different type that make you feel some type of way because it's like, and I, I asked her for at least two, three minutes straight. She would never say it again. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that can be that for me. 
on the outside. I can't speak for everybody. I feel like that could be damaging because <laughs> now my child's scared to express herself freely. You know what I'm saying? I'm the type, man, I don't care who it is. You say what you want to say, and if they got a problem, your daddy coming. Mm-hmm. But it's just a hard situation because, again, I, I haven't I haven't got to her. Like, I'm flying Sunday, and pray she show up to the airport. If she don't show up to the airport, I got to take it on the chin, come back, because I can't jeopardize to be set up to Not where I got to get walked out of her life. You so, 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 so you're flying because that's your visitation time? So, yeah, okay, so okay, all this you. is on paperwork. All I'm right, supposed, like, it's, that's the crazy thing. The paperwork is already there. You bucking the system now. Yeah. I ain't do my part on the paperwork, man. The people are the home. Lock you up. I pay child support. If my child support ain't paid on time, they guess what? They coming to get you. They yeah. coming to get me. So it's like it's a messed up situation. I'm paying child support and can't I can't tell you nothing That's, about wow. what's see, going on with my child. I can right see now. why you put the ski mask back on now, Trent. <laughs> now I see why you got the ski mask back on. Think about like this. He ain't speak to his daughter in four months. He goes to the airport every time for his daughter. Doesn't get it, but continues to go back. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to stop going. Some days I may get mad. I may call 12 times in a row. I know I know my daughter had an iPad, but I don't call every single day no more because I feel like it, that's starting to take its toll on me. You know what I'm saying? Because now you get frustrated. Like, like you ain't returning the car. You ain't doing none of that. So now, you know, I, I call, but I make sure I document when I call. So at least if nobody else know a matter, truth or no, hey, don't think I wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? So, In a situation like that, if you didn't do what you were supposed to do, they would lock you up, they would put liens on your property, they would garnish your, your wages. So what happens if the mother doesn't do what she's supposed to do? Does does the same thing happen on the other side? Uh, well, it haven't, you know what I'm saying? So we got a new judge now. I go to court Tuesday. I can only hope this judge do right by that mm-hmm. because this is a court order we both signed and you bugging the system. Like, I'm going to do it out. Not only that, I just got served, so not only they not abiding by the court order in Texas, now they serving me saying, well, I don't even want to deal with that no more. I want to make sure residency is in California right now. So they just, they bucking in every way. But I got to sit back and wait and see what they do with them. All right, we got more with Trader Truth. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Trader Truth. Charlamagne? Let's shift gears a little bit. Just Shout saying. out Baby True. So yeah. Baby True. Yeah. I mean, this news ain't no better, but you was in a car accident. Yeah, You got yeah, hospitalized yeah. because of the, the incident. How, how's that recovery? I wasn't. Ho- so I, I got hospitalized, but I didn't have to stay there. The oh, crazy okay, okay, thing, okay. I was good. I was on my feet as everything was normal, man. I, I, that had to be adrenaline because a day or so later, <laughs> everything started falling apart. I got a knee brace on as yeah, I saw we speak. when you walked yeah, in. When yeah. you walked in, I saw you moving a little slow. Yeah, man, they because they had me on crutches because my knee was dislocated, you know what I'm saying? Well, what happened in the accident for people that don't know? This is this so crazy. I was at the airport all day in L.A. waiting to get truth. No, Never man. Never showed up. I ended up having to fly back here, and when I flew back, ESTG and Kodak was at a place called Camp. And I just went to pull up, scream at them for a few. And as I'm leaving to go to the house, somebody hit me and the whole uh, Maybach spent. And then it went up on two wheels. Mm. The crazy thing, I feel like everything was in slow motion. That was my first time ever just being in the wreck. But when it went up on two wheels, you know, when you know something hit you, you brace. I was just prepared thinking we finna start tumbling. But God said different. It came back down and um, 
I was good to walk away until I got to that hospital. It, it was like, I know yeah. you were thinking, man, if I would have picked up my daughter like I was supposed to, I wouldn't have been out tonight. I've been definitely out wouldn't have been daughter. out. I'd have been at home yeah, out the way. Yeah, damn, yeah. damn. Uh, the, the new album, United Streets of America. What made you take it back to the streets in that way? I mean, you're you're always in the street, yeah, but yeah. In, you know, in this way, the uh, ski mask way. Because the thing is, man, you never forget where you come from or what's in you. That's always gonna be in me. You know, it's embedded in me to the death. But what I did was, you know, I'm a natural big homie. So the reason it's called True Season for everything that I had going on. If y'all look at, at the last year, I had so many accomplishments that you know where I come from. The stuff that ain't supposed to happen for me like that. The billboard. Yeah, yeah. The, from having my own Hot Wheel to everything. Yeah, and yeah. it was like, you know, God's showing signs that this is my season. So, of course, I always get back. So what I did was I said, I'm going to do the tape. I'm going to do them by states. So the first one is the Michigan edition. All the homies who remind me of me, some may have a, a, a bigger buzz, some may have the smallest of the small. It doesn't matter. So you got a bunch of songs with Icewell Vezo. Yeah, that's my project? little brother. Salute um, to Vezo. So Icewell's on a whole bunch. That's a solid um, brother right there, man. Salute yeah, to yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and I'm pretty sure he'll tell you the same. You know, that's my little brother, man. Shout out him. And, you know, I stand behind everything he got going on. Everybody a part of the tape, you know, um, Babyface Ray, shout out him, you know, his project mm -hmm. going right now. Baby Money just signed with QC, you got Peasy, um, Snapdog, Payroll, Giovanni, Eastside, Eggro, who else we got on there, uh, Louis Ray. Mm -hmm. If I'm forgetting somebody, correct me. Peasy, Snapdog. Yeah, yeah, Peasy, Snap. Then only two from Houston is my nephew, Nico, and my brother, Jayton, which Jayton project come out this Friday, too. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I felt like that was something important for me. Next up is Houston. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So I'm getting that one together. Then it's either going to be Georgia or California. Now, you, man, you, you've been around for 20 plus years. Man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, easily. How, I'm how, going another 20. How do you think hip hop is, has, has evolved since you, you started? Uh, I think it grows and elevates all the time because somebody was just talking to me about just black culture and, and general and kids. And it's like, just think of the generation that may have came after us. They were starting to be advanced, but now you have some of these kids that's one third of their age doing things that we still probably haven't accomplished. So, right. with that being said, in the industry, man, I always tip my hat to tip my hat to them because that's why I embrace so many. Because people be like, "Man, you deal with the younger artists, the old artists." Mm -hmm. I'm just one of the people that I embrace, but it's like you have to think. Giving, giving credit what credit is due. If you had, if it wasn't for some of these younger artists, some people wouldn't know about what going viral is or all. Because yeah. some of the younger artists actually showed me with me being banned, right? They showed me you still can figure out ways to sell out shows, sell records, and do everything else mm -hmm. without having to even focus on that side of the globe. So the, I, I definitely think the industry is only getting more and more, more and more advanced. Does that band even still matter to you? Oh, it don't matter to me no more. It's there. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it don't it don't matter to me no more, it man. It doesn't stop you for anything you do in the city or yeah. nothing with your projects. And My, I, I think the the fight I got in me and the, the fire I got in me, it just it ain't going to stop. Because now, as a brand, you ain't going to find them bigger than me when you come that way. Because whether it be the music, whether it be the business, whether it be the front line fighting for the people, whether it be the, the community side to where... Y'all know I got my own sports league. I got um, Four Corners Boxing Gym, the ice cream ice shop cream. I have with my partner Roger that employs special needs. It's, I have so many different things. 
let alone bump box. We got license to UFC, um, NFL, soccer, baseball. So it's so many, uh, it's so many different things that we got going on. It's just like. I just love the hustle, though. Like, we don't I'm talk about Bumpbox enough, man. I don't think people realize that's your company. They see these big radios everywhere. You see them at the games. You, like you said you have seen Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. but it's Outside like... Outside the Breakfast Club. That's what ours right there. Yeah, 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 you know so crazy. I just looked at y'all got the original. That was when we first started, yeah. man. You know, the, the crazy thing is it's only one, and it's three of us, so we can't take it home, so we just got to leave it there. Nah, but man. I like it there, though. I mean, it's yeah, been there for years. It's like... absolutely. But yeah, it's like yeah. I don't think people realize that's Trader Troops company. Mm-hmm. We started that company. We were worth probably eighty thousand dollars, man. I, and that was for us. That's a lot because mm-hmm. you know it's a company. Now they appraised us close to a hundred million right now. Wow. Now nah, I mean stuff like that you got to celebrate because it's like you know there's so much to you, and right. you know a lot of times when people we wait till people transition to start yeah. talking about everything that they doing and. We, everybody know what you do in the community. Everybody know you, the music, but they don't know how great a businessman you are. I got, man, I'm always trying to think of different things, but my biggest, like I said, my biggest is to open this emergency children's shelter. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I'm going to try and get to a point where I can um, open up some type of school or real community center just for, for some of you. And lately I've been getting real in tune with mental health. Absolutely. So, of course, I'm just being real with you. When people used to bring that to we used to think we used to think, hey, they only talking about crazy people. You know what I'm saying? But ninety percent of us really do be going through that. Like me, Absolutely. I get in my phases sometimes. I may want to just sleep or stay in my room, just not be bothered. And that's a form of that, you know what I'm saying? Because you can look at it as depression, you can look at it as me getting away from everybody. So I think a, a lot of people don't really understand all of us probably have it in us. We just have to know how to embrace it and how to deal with it. So I'm definitely diving into that to start trying to figure out how to help some of the little homies. You know what I'm saying? Man, if you need somebody to talk to, let me know. I, you know, I, Vezel, you know, I sent him out to this place called Inception in Farmington, Michigan. Yeah. Him and Chico went out there and like that that opened up his eyes to a lot of the trauma that he hadn't been been dealing with. So he's been, he's been investing whole, in his mental wealth lately. I got to commend you for even being able to get somebody to go do that. I think the the hardest part is just accepting it. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't think honestly, I don't think I'm prepared to go sit down and talk with nobody. I think I just I'm used to dealing with my idea with it, but you don't have to issue. though, Trey. That's the point. You go unpack some of this stuff, you know what I mean? And you'd be surprised like man, you, you all the stuff we went through ain't normal. You done been shot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, it's like, a long list. Like you man. got a long list of traumas that you that you probably haven't never dealt with. You know, and you just been suppressing. I guess the reason I be cool because my music is just a form. Of, I, Get there. As long as I can mm-hmm. do that, I mm-hmm. let it out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I've always been cool with that. But me and you talk off record and we're right. trying to figure it out. Take that next step, definitely. Well, let's get into a joint. What you want to hear, Trey? Oh, whatever you want to play, you man. Play, let's, play, let's play Shake Em Off, then. You want to play Shake Em Off? Yeah. We can do that, too, let's man. Let's do Shake Em Off. Yeah. Shake Em Off featuring Babyface I, I can't wait to the Georgia project, too. I need to hear you and Tip back together. I need to hear you and Duval. You and Duval ain't did nothing <laughs> in a minute. He's crazy ass. He all yeah. in the music. And me and him, so me and Duval, we be having conversations. We have just real-life conversations. Um, And I got to salute him because, you know, when, when my niece Lyric died, he came oh, and yeah, supported absolutely. me. He was there. Actually, he performed at the funeral. We got real history, so shout out to him. But one thing I will say, I always get on his ass, though, because he don't feel to nothing. And I be telling him sometimes, bro, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, he don't care. <laughs> what's Trey did this year? What, 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 um, yeah. 
So it's July 22nd. I don't even know if y'all know. So they gave me two trade days now. So it's July 22nd and the 24th. It was so much going on last trade day, nobody realized they just made July 24th trade day. Now. Oh, wow, wow. So wow. it's the 22nd and the 24th for trade day. All right. Well, we appreciate you for joining us, Trade the truth. Yeah, yeah. You know you need sure. us, we here for you. Always. I appreciate y'all for having me, man. All right. Well, it's trade, trade the, truth. the truth. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. The Rumor Report. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. All right, well, Pusha T was recently on on 360 with Speedy Mormon. Who thought guy Speedy? Yes, and one of the things that he talked about was posting his contract. Now, a lot of people were saying, oh, he's off good music, and he's on good terms with Kanye, though, because they've never not been on good terms. But he did say that his next full length will complete his record contract with Def Jam, and the label has been great. But here's uh, what he said about posting that contract and people speculating. I posted a contract and, you know, people were like, oh my God, he's leaving good or oh, he's leaving Def Jam or whatever. But actually the contract was yay, signing over my profits from my back catalog mm. and the profits for this album as well. Just straight to me. Real one. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't anything bad. It was like, it didn't say like, oh, I ain't messing. He was just like, no, look, you just take the money, mm. you know? Okay. That's honorable. Right, mm-hmm. he said. He also said that there's no album that's better than mine this year, and so it's going to be dropping sometime in the next two to three months. And half of it is produced by Kanye, the other half is produced by the Neptunes. I mean, it's very early to say that, but uh, from what I've heard, I can see why he would say that. Yeah, I can. I can see that. <laughs> yeah. I, can see that. I can see why he would say the production. That. Production's going to be on ten, so you know that. Here's what he also had to say about Drake and Kanye making up and his own issues during that time period. Yay and him squash mm-hmm. any interest in looking past what was and looking forward to what's to come? Oh, I've already looked past that. I don't, I don't look towards that anymore. Not looking towards it, but is there a chance bygones will be bygones? Oh, bygones are bygones, <laughs> as far as I see. I mean, you know, and I think that's really good that they did squash it. That's like, that works really good for them. Did you know that that was happening? Because it took everyone else by surprise because yeah, it happened very quickly. Of course. He just told me, and I told him that was that that might be good for you. <laughs> that might be good for you. <laughs> I love King Push, man. Shout out to Pusha T. Very diplomatic, Pusha. Very diplomatic. You're not gonna catch me. <laughs> Very sarcastic. Very yeah. diplomatic. Good job, too, Speedy. Drop on the clues bombs from my guy Speedy. Speedy be out here cooking. All right, now Kanye West has announced that Donna 2 will be released exclusively on his STEM player. He posted Donna 2 will only be available on my own platform. Not on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or YouTube. Today, artists get just 12% of the money the industry makes. It's time to free music from this oppressive system. It's time to take control and build our own. Go to stemplayer.com now to order. And he also put out this snippet. Why you so scared that somebody find out? I am a flex. I am the sun. Number two, I'm now. All right, and he's also going to be putting that out, as you know, on Tuesday, February 22nd. That was a a song? That's what he posted with the 
announcement. But I, I can't get jiggy to that one. Yeah, I got to hear more because that ain't going to make me sign up to the stem cell program. <laughs> what is it called? Stem players. The stem player. stem cells. Yeah. I, thought he was, I thought he still has a distribution deal through Def Jam. Listen, I don't know how he's doing this, but maybe it is still on Def Jam, but it's on the stem player, so they'll get paid off of that. Jiggy to that that ain't the one. That wasn't no, the one to you know, push me to a new platform. But. All right, well, he's also going to be performing that day in Miami. FYI. Miss Cleo. If you guys don't know who Miss Cleo is, she's from the 90s and she was an infomercial psychic. Legend. Call me now. Uh, here it is. Don't you really want to know? Okay, Legend. I was wondering who the father of my baby was. Legend. All right, let's take a look. The Miss Cleo DNA test. I'm solely searching for the father of your baby. The cards can reveal things that you will never see by yourself. Call me now for your free tarot reading. Call well, they're doing a documentary on Miss Cleo. They said that she bought in over a billion dollars in paper call sales for the Psychic Readers Network. You have no idea how excited I am to see this. I cannot wait to see this. And I didn't even know I needed this until I saw that they announced that they were doing a Miss Cleo documentary. And that's exactly what I wanted to know. How much money did Miss Cleo make? I don't think she made all the money, though. You don't think so? No, I think Yeah, she was on the Psychic Friends Network, so they hired her to actually do those commercials. She was a worker, but man, could you imagine the person that owned that network? Because Carla Manow is classic. It's crazy, too, because they got an episode where she talks about this documentary coming out in 2022. Yo, shut up. What? All right, now, rumor has it, Wendy Williams is getting close again to her ex-husband, Kevin Hunter. So not sure how true or not this is, but uh, there's an article on Radar Online that says Wendy has no one in her life but Kevin. She never had close friends and hasn't spoken with her staff in months after her mom died. Wendy didn't even have a family. All she has is Kevin and the son they share together. So he's back in her life again out of necessity. He might not have treated her right in the past, but when he was in her life, none of this crazy stuff happened. He would never have allowed her bank to freeze her assets and would have made sure Wendy went to work each day. So... Those are the reports. We have yet to see evidence of this, but that is according to Radar Online. And Atlanta, Donald Glover's show Atlanta is coming to an end after its fourth season. Donald Glover spoke at the Television Critics Association's Winter Press Tour and explained, death is natural. I feel like when the conditions are right for something, they happen. And when the conditions aren't right, they don't happen. I don't feel any longevity because then things start to get weird. The story was always supposed to be what it was. And the story, it really was us. Everybody in that writer's room, everybody on set, it really was what we were going through and what we talked about. I think it ends perfectly. I respect that. And the reason I respect that is because that lets you know that he's doing it just for the art. That means that he had a beginning, a middle, and an end. And he know exactly, you know, the story he wanted to tell and how he wanted to end it. I respect that. Because a lot of times people stick around too long just for the money. All right. And last but not least, congratulations to everybody involved with the show Harlem. They have been renewed for a second season from Amazon Studios. So shout out to everybody there. Tracy, this is Tracy Oliver's comedy. It has been renewed. So that's dope. I can't wait to watch. Drop on the clues bombs for uh, Tracy Oliver and Megan Good and everybody over there involved in Harlem. Yes, everybody that's on that show. So really, really dope. I haven't got. I haven't watched Derek it. Yet. I Johnson. need to check it out. My wife it's really watched good. it. Yeah, my wife said it's good. All right, and that is your rumor report. The comedy right. I'm on right now is uh, Abbott Elementary. Lord have mercy, Abbott Elementary is so funny. I was watching Abbott Elementary last night. I gotta watch that. Oh, it's hilarious. All right. Well, who are you giving your donkey to? Uh, oh man, four after the hour. Cynthia Perkins, 36 years old. She needs to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with her. Only thing I'm gonna say to y'all is sperm filled cupcakes. Let's talk about it. We'll discuss. Oh my goodness. All right. We'll get to that next. It's the Why breakfast mouth watering. My, 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 my breakfast club. Your mornings will never be the same. 
The General Insurance is a quality insurance company that has been saving people money for nearly 60 years. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy, and you should take a closer look at The General. Call 800 General or visit thegeneral.com. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Charlemagne the devil? Possible. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Yes, donkey of the day for Friday, February 18th goes to 36-year-old Cynthia Perkins. I don't know what's going on in the world anymore. I truly don't. This isn't the earth that I grew up in. Okay, nothing makes sense. And I'm blaming it all on repressive uh, regmentation. Okay, I'm telling you, the human mind in this era has been altered and is being controlled by a certain psychological technique. And I really think that technique is stemming from social media. Okay, I don't care what anyone says. In the future, we are all going to see the impact of the smartphone on the human brain. All right, smartphones make for dumb people, sick people. Okay, social media has brainwashed us. It has reduced our ability to think critically. It has, it has reduced our ability to think independently. It has changed our attitudes, values, and beliefs. Because I don't know why, for the life of me, somebody would believe they have to put sperm in cupcakes and serve it to kids. Ugh. You heard me right. Uh, Cynthia Perkins, our pervy perk is what they call her, was out here putting cuckoo spit in the cupcakes. All right. Human custard in cupcakes. It is daddy sauce in the ding dongs, people. All right. After hearing this story, you might never look at a delicious hostess chocolate cupcake the same ever again. Hell, all the orange flavored ones are Twinkie. Anything with a cream filling, you're going to look at it and wonder if it's man child or inside. All right. You will never look at anything with cream filling the same ever again. Uh, let's go to WBRZ ABC2 for the report, please. In a shocking development, Perkins agreed to a plea deal, admitting her involvement in a child rape. But her defense says the real monster in this case is yet to be tried. The former teacher taking a surprise plea deal Monday instead of facing a jury. Pleading guilty to one count of production of child porn, one count of second degree rape, one count of mingling of substances. Mm. Originally mm -hmm. facing more than 70 counts, the attorney general's office agreeing to cut that down only if she agreed to testify against her ex-husband, Dennis Perkins. The couple are accused of filming and raping a child as well as feeding treats tainted with Dennis's semen to her students back in 2019. What the hell kind of sick-ass satanic ritual is happening here? I have so many questions, and one of those questions is, who discovered there was clam sauce in the cupcakes, all right? And I know these types of people have always existed. We've heard of, you know, some of these types of sex crimes, but what is the point of putting your husband's semen in cupcakes? What kind of sick-ass fetish is that, all right? Peanut butter prick juice cupcakes, vanilla slong jelly-filled cupcakes, you're about to do 41 years because your husband put his sperm in Little Debbie's to give to Little Debbie. Not just Little Debbie, Little Bill, Little Wayne, Little John, not the rappers, the kids, the students in this junior high school that your wife used to work at. By the way, Cynthia was a teacher, a teacher, and her husband was a deputy at the Livington Parish Sheriff's Office. These are the people we are trusting with our children. These are the people we are trusting to protect and serve. These are supposed to be the leaders in our community. And you wonder why people don't know where the hell they're going because they don't know. Because we don't know who we, re we, re we really following. Okay? We doomed. All right? Please give Cynthia Perkins and her ex husband, Dennis Perkins, the biggest hee haw. This is. 
I don't even know, bro. Like mothers need to whoop her ass. Could you imagine your child eating one of them them sperm cupcakes? I mean, that's nah, just man. on that, and that's on top of all the other mm-hmm. sex crimes that her and her husband was doing. And this that's is crazy. a te- this is a teacher, and her husband was a deputy sheriff. Like these are the people that we following. That these people in that community were supposed to be following? That's crazy. You never know who you're really following. Just like when you eat at certain people's house, you never know what you're really swallowing. Be careful, okay? They out there putting, you know, nizzle drizzle in the nut butter and, and nut butter in the cupcakes, all right? Like, come on, man. Like, this is some sick-ass satanic ritual type of stuff. Like, what is happening in the world? My goodness, all right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. We hear stories about people eating kids. Now they got them eating their kids, Pizza Gate, Cupcake Gate. What is happening out here mm-hmm. in these streets? All right. Well, when we come back, we have John Cohen joining us. Now, John Cohen uh, is a minority. Well, he's a minority that owns his own NASCAR racing team. I just called a New York racing team. It's not too many minorities that own NASCAR's uh, uh, racing team, but he owns one. He's from Newark, New Jersey. He's gonna tell you how he came up, how he came up, how he purchased the team, and how he uh, just recently qualified to race in the Daytona 500, which happens this weekend. It's pretty big. Not too many minorities that have their own racing team. I think he's the only one. I said, I think they said Jordan, but I don't even know if Jordan has his own team still. But we'll talk to John when we come back. Good brother. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now we got a special guest joining us. Yes, indeed. Black History Month, the brother John Cohen. Welcome, brother. I appreciate you guys having me. Appreciate you. Now, I met John a couple of years ago. Um, he owns a NASCAR, a NASCAR team. What, is, what does that mean? So in 2009, I decided to do something different. I, I jumped into the world of NASCAR. I felt like everybody was around me was into music, clothing, and I felt like I wanted to do something different. So I was into racing from Newark, you know, um, that was a big racing, drag racing. And just growing up, I just wanted to do something different. So um, I got with some guys down in North Carolina, built my team, and now I'm in the Cup Series from there. So NASCAR is not a, I always looked at NASCAR as a good old boys club. You it know is. what I mean? So even to be an owner, was it hard? Was the process hard? Especially when I started, because mm-hmm. I was the only one when I first started, besides Brad Doherty, but he was a part owner of a team that had um, traditionally um, people that was already in the sport. Mm-hmm. So for me, starting out by myself, it was my own. Everybody thought I was crazy. You know a former I mean? Cavalier, Brad Daughter, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he was pretty much the only other black owner there at the time, you know, and he he helped me a lot with different situations when I asked him about stuff. He was definitely one of the people I could reach out to and talk to. But besides that, at the time, it was nobody else represented, especially from the inner city like I was. Mm-hmm. What got you into NASCAR? Like, you know, you're from Newark. I'm from New York. We don't ever see NASCAR. The only thing we seen for NASCAR was back in the day when you did have the Eminem jackets yeah. or the the shell racing jacket. So what got you? Were you watching NASCAR as a kid or were you into it? So I went to Grambling State University, right? And then I got homesick, so I transferred to Delaware State for a little while. Mm-hmm. And at Delaware State, Dover um, Raceway is right across the street. So I, like one of my first semesters there, I walked across the street and, and saw a race and I was like, it's crazy, you know? But at the time we was always, I was into motorcycles, drag racing. Mm-hmm. So once I felt like I can catch that lane uh, into NASCAR, I, I just jumped right on it. And know? do you just buy a car and say NASCAR is it like sports where you have to get a franchise? Like how does it so work? So when to I get first started, it was it was just, you know, building your own cars, you know, and, and um, with respect to NASCAR specs. But now we have a charter system where if you come in, you have to buy a charter, you know. And I, I wasn't one of the, you know, uh, the grandfather teams to actually get a charter. So I'm working on that now. So I, I run as an open team. What are the duties of a NASCAR owner? 
Uh, just make sure you pick the right driver. Start with that. Then sponsorship, which is the biggest play in NASCAR. And then just building a team around it, pit crews. If you notice now in NASCAR, most of the pit crew members are black. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's through, you know, um, the diversity department with Phil Horton and, and Deion Rocker Williams. They came in, you know, created a whole base for athletes coming from other sports, coming from pit crew. So my thing and now, for me, for being in NASCAR, I want to bring more engineers and, and um, crew chiefs of color into NASCAR because we don't have any. Mm. So I work with, like, the Urban Racing School of Philadelphia. It's a STEM program I'm doing. I'm trying to build kids from there up into the higher parts of NASCAR. We don't we don't represent anything when it comes to the smart side of NASCAR. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, the smart side, the engineer and the crew chiefs, because those guys make a lot of money. Some crew chiefs make a million dollars a year in NASCAR. Wow. Yeah. So you have to handle everything from NASCAR, traveling, bringing the NASCAR from state to state, handling the pit crew. You have to pay for all that. So how do you get your investment back? How do you get your money back? Um, it comes from, like just like football, You know, we get paid for the race um, from the TV rights and sponsorship. But for me, sponsorship is the hardest thing to deal with because a lot of times when you talk to brands, like, have you won yet? And I'd be like, no, I haven't won yet. So they're like, well, when you win, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll jump on. But it takes money to win. Like, mm-hmm. you just can't win without. And I, like, I feel like me being African-American and being the only fully minority on team in the highest level of NASCAR, I feel like a lot of companies, I should be represented a lot more different than what I'm getting from them. Mm-hmm. Describe your experiences as a black owner in a, a white male-dominated sport. So... A lot of times, me being an owner, like a lot of these fans, even black fans and white fans don't know who I am because my last name is Cohen, so they don't put that as black. And then two, you know, when you walk around, they don't realize that you're an owner. So a lot of times I had incidents that um, I'd be at the track and I'd see two white owners going one way and i go that same way and then security stopped me mm. and tell me I can't go that way. And I show my past like I'm an owner. And he's like, no, you still got to go that way. Wow. And I'd be in a big argument, and wow. you know, I have to call NASCAR security. And this is not like NASCAR. This is a, so it's NASCAR security, then it's track security. So a lot of the tracks be people from them areas that they see black people. They not really, especially when I first started. Is it's gotten a lot better now since NASCAR. NASCAR has really transformed in the last couple of years of how they look and bringing other people into the sport. Now, have so, you won a race yet? And how does it work? Like, does first pl- prize get this amount of money, second prize place get this amount of money, third prize? Like, yeah, how, so, how for work? example, if you win a Daytona 500, which is the 20th, um, you win $1.8 million to win that race. The so, last place, if you finish, is uh, 300000 So you oh, get okay. paid regardless. So you're in that race? Yes. Okay. Yeah, well, I have to qualify in, but yeah, I'm in that race. Yeah. Has NASCAR made much of an outreach to black black, black communities? Um, They have recently, in, in a couple of years. I mean, they, I mean, you really didn't have that base, but after... Honestly, after George Floyd mm-hmm. and everything happened and the incident with uh, Bubba, it kind of put With the news hanging? Yeah, with the news hanging. It, it came over out, outlet of... So Brandon Thompson, he's, he runs a um, diversity and inclusion of NASCAR, so he, he actually reaches out to different people. Like, I, I, we raced in L.A. this weekend. Um, so they had Ice Cube perform. They mm-hmm. had Pitbull. They, I saw Jamel Hill there. They're bringing different people out. Oh, to, yeah, I saw that on yeah. Instagram, Jamel. Yeah, yeah they're bringing different people out to show, you know, NASCAR is just not, you know, a, a good old sport anymore. They're trying to bring more people. I don't know why black and brown people are not into it, because we like cars. Love cars. You, you know what speed. I mean? Love cars. Love, Love speed. speed, yeah. Look at Envy. Exactly. <laughs> I was also going to ask, when it comes to, you know, getting some of these people uh, to endorse you and, mm-hmm. and to sponsor you, how difficult is it? Because, I mean... We see all these companies. We see M and M's give M M&M and mm-hmm. give money. We see gas stations give money. We see car companies give money. We see beverage companies give money. How difficult it is it like to get that money? It's difficult. I mean, it's difficult. One dealing with you know CMOs trying to get them to get on board, and honestly, for me, it's more difficult dealing with black CMOs. And you know, I 
because they did the first thing they think is like, oh, it's not sexy enough for me. Like, I, for me, like, we made the Kentucky Derby sexy. Mm -hmm. So, like, if we can do anything, you know, black people make anything sexy when we put our mind to it. So, it's just them looking at it a different light. Everything, I feel like everybody jumps onto the same thing. Like, traditionally, when somebody made headphones, everybody made headphones. Yeah. When somebody came out of vodka, everybody came out of vodka. Mm -hmm. So, I feel like I'm doing something totally different, something totally new. It's all black owned. It's all... Uh, I run the team. It's not like I need somebody else to understand what's going on in the sport. NASCAR respects me in that in that light. So for me, I just I don't understand why most companies won't see what I'm doing more. I, I you know I, I'm trying to say this respectfully. It's because it's because a lot of those companies are <laughs> riders. You know what I mean? One thousand percent. And they, and they got to see what everybody else thinks of something before they jump on. One thousand percent. Yeah. And that's the word. And that's the problem with most of society until they see it. Like. Like this man got monster yesterday. Watch how many brands jump on his car show. Mm -hmm. now. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. just, it's just how it is. It's like they don't. Nobody wants to jump on board until too cool today. Actually, early this yeah, morning, which is crazy. But. Yeah, but nobody wants to jump on board until somebody else does. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like a girl. They don't want to be with you unless you with a, a fly girl. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's just, it's just, <laughs> it's just crazy. All right, we got more with John Cohen when we come back. He's the owner of the New York Racing Team, and congratulations to him. They just made the Daytona 500 race that happens this weekend. All right, so more when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Jump in, jump in, jump in. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with John Cohen. He's the owner of a NASCAR team, New York racing team that made the Daytona 500 this weekend, so he will be racing. Charlemagne? What do you think a NASCAR can be doing to make, you know, make them more appealing to, like, black people, brown people? I mean, going to inner cities. That's mm -hmm. that's my whole thing. So me, right now, I'm, I'm trying to build a truck that uh, I'll bring, like, if I race in L.A., bring the truck to Compton, teach kids STEM, and then bring them to the track and show them what they learned in that truck equates to what we have in the track. Because everybody thinks it's just, you know, like... Racing is just jumping in the car and going. There's a lot to it, you know. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, it's just it's just so much stuff. Like I see kids that I grew up with, you know, that honestly in Jersey, you know, the, the stolen car thing was big in the '90s. Mm -hmm. They think they can drive a car, and they can't. It's not the same, you know. I tell most people, my first burnout I seen was in the hood. Mm -hmm. wow. You know what I mean? It wasn't it wasn't at a racetrack. So you gotta understand the equivalent of going from the streets to driving and, and racing is totally different. It's, it's NASCAR needs to bring more people of color from the inner city into the tracks. And then from there, it'll be a big fan base. What, how do people survive those wrecks on, on NASCAR, man? The cars are safe. Really? Yeah. I mean, they, they put a lot of time. I mean, I would say those cars are safer than any other Formula One Indy. Clearly. Yeah, clearly. Because, yeah. I mean, ever since Dale, Dale Hart Sr. died, they really put a lot in. Because, I mean, they when a legend dies like that, mm -hmm. They change everything and make sure that never happens again. Where do you see the sport in NASCAR in 10 years? I see it a lot different. I see it where it's going to be more of a electric hybrid type car, so they bring more fan base. I mean, if they, I mean, if you see how Formula One is doing, they bring more races into America right now. So that'll, that'll just equate to us bringing more fans. They just need to make it more sexy. And mm -hmm. they did it this weekend at LA Coliseum. It was really sexy. It was a good event. But it's, you know. Did you see a lot of us out there, a lot of black people? I out saw there? a lot of us out there. Now. Really? I was shy. In fact, I saw some kids that I didn't even know they had my, my hats on. Really? And I was like, it kind of took me back like to see, you know, like black kids have wearing my hat. I've never seen, you know, I've seen kids that like in my neighborhood, but not like at the track. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know where they got it from. I know they ordered offline, but it was just shocking to me to see it. It was like surreal. Yeah, so I saw I saw yeah. Jamel and her husband were 
filming from, I guess, the suite or wherever yeah, they was yeah, at. Yeah. yeah. And how many cars do you guys have? Because like he, he said, if a car gets into an accident, the car crashes. How many cars do y'all have? And what's the price of those cars? So for us, we need seven. We allowed seven cars in, in our garage. So and where's your garage? It's in uh, Concord, North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. That's where all the NASCAR is. So we allowed seven cars. Each car is uh, about 400000 The bills. How much does it cost to advertise on the car? Like, if I wanted a logo on the car, how much is that? Um, some teams get eight hundred thousand. Uh, mm-hmm. My mine is about four four fifty the mm-hmm. race. But I mean, you look at it like, so the Super Bowl commercial is thirty seconds, you know, and they paying seven million dollars right now for the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. We out there for thirty six weekends, multiple hours out the weekend. So for uh, for four hundred fifty thousand, a race is, is, is cheap because we get the same viewership. So it's NASCAR is not regional. So when you watch football. You in that area, you watching the Eagles, you watching the Giants, you live in that area. When you watch NASCAR, everybody's watching one race. So it's almost like the equivalent to watching the Super Bowl each weekend. Mm-hmm. So that's why the values are, are that much higher when it comes to NASCAR, what it takes for us to race. Now, I'm not into NASCAR, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to get more into it now because I want to mm-hmm. support you. Mm-hmm. How do they line up and how do they set up? Is it is it lined up like everybody next to each other? Is it singular lineup? And, and is it based off ranking? It, how does so that happen? How you... You qualify on Friday or Saturday, and whoever's the fastest on time, that's how you line up. And it depends on the track. So some have single file where you all go around, single file, you line up, and some is uh, double. It'd be like one, two, three, four, that way. And how nasty does it get in NASCAR? Because I'm sure when I am watching, when I do watch some of those races, sometimes they be cutting each other off hard. Oh, yeah. like, like how nasty does it get? And is there any type of uh, etiquette to, to driving? It's just like road rage on the street. I mean, these guys be friends when they start, and at the end they be fighting. So it, it's definitely, they you know, certain drivers have certain etiquette and, and they try to, you know, give that next driver leeway and then some drivers just don't care. Like if I was a driver, I, I just wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be want to be friends, but I mean, that's that's where each, those guys like to be friends. So, right. yeah. Right. How can people support your race team? Can they donate to your race team? Can they support the race team? Is it just buy clothes or hats and I jackets? Mean, How can they help? Because there's a lot of people that's listening that says, hey, you know, I would love to support a black NASCAR team. And I mean, a black for NASCAR me, owner. for me, just talk about it. You know, talk to you know, if you know somebody that's you know talking about it, it just gets out there more. Like he said, once once people see it, then they you know want to jump on board. It's more of a like people just don't look at it as being cool, you know, and that's that's the worst thing to think because it'd be too late. Then you'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. we'll keep pushing, man. Yeah. We'll keep pushing. Well, Absolutely. we appreciate you joining us, man, and yeah. and thank you for stopping through. Got man. You got the hat. I got some gifts for you. Okay, okay. Yeah. let's see. Listen, Envy's, hold on. I don't think you should go somewhere without brand gas. Let's show some of the yeah, merch, okay? Yeah. NY Racing. Yeah. Go to nyracingteam.com. Team. That's yeah. right. Well, John Cohen, we appreciate Thank you. you. And make sure you continue to support New York Racing, NY Racing. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to get you. you. You coming to the car shows this year, right? Yeah, I'm there. Okay. I mean, sure. I wish you guys can see it, man. The kids love it. They bring the pit crew out. They change the tires in less than 10 seconds. They have the kids changing tires using the devices and the machines and the kids, I've never seen. It's one of the biggest things at the car show. So I just want to say thank you for, for bringing the guys out and the fellas. And shout to the pit crew because they're always out there. And, and, and they just hang with the kids and show the kids a lot of love. So it's John Cohen. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yes, sir. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. I just want the world to know that uh, today <laughs> I'm out of retirement, man. I'm, I'm back on my video vixen-ish uh, I'm in the new video, Queen Naja and Big Sean. It's called Hate Our Love. So uh, when it's released today, you definitely check it out. Are you sagging? 
Um, Screech want to know. I might have my shirt off. You know, are you I mean? ain't saying the shirt. I said, are you sagging your pants? I'm so worried about my buns for, bro. Why? Uh, What's your role? What's your role? You just gotta see. Just, just know that you know. I'm, I'm, I'm stepping out my usual character. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, shirt off. So I did a bunch of uh, push-ups. So it's really dope. Really sexy. You'll see it. Uh, I think it releases this afternoon. If you're I on Facebook, it, you man. Check it out, man. Oh, I respect it. I think we should see more men titties in um 2022. Yo, up, you got them. <laughs> Shut up. Let them nipples hang, Envy. <laughs> Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk new music. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. All right, it's Friday, so you know what that means. Some new music. Big crit. Digital roses don't die. And here's one song off of his album called Boring. Sounds good, right? Big Crit gets busy. Big Crit's so underrated, man. I'm going to listen to that today. I meant to listen mm-hmm. to Big Crit on the 85 South Show this week. I think he's on the 85 South Show this week, too. All right, now Sada Baby has a Bartier Bounty 3 out, and here is Miles DeRozan. All right, shout out to Sada Baby from Detroit. Mm-hmm. Also, Currency and The Alchemist, Continuous is out today. We love Currency. currency. We got to get him up here sometime soon. And here is Half Moon Morning. She's the list of session for a while. We're still in here rhyming. I could tell this project would be received well. I can smell. I ain't going to smoke that bullshit that you trying to sell. Shout to Currency, man. He got Boldy James on here, Babyface Ray, Havoc, Wiz Khalifa, Styles P, Larry June. So shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Listen, Silk Sonic got a new single out today, uh, Love's Train. Ooh. Okay. What sample is that? I don't know what sample that is. That's, that's, sample. Sample. that's an old song that? that they That's yeah. my mom used to clean the crib to that, that original. What sample is that, Eddie? LTD. LTD? I think so. Hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so those are just some examples of some new songs. There's a lot of stuff out today. Uh, Lucky Day featuring Little Dirk. They have a single called NWA. Uh, Nigo and Kid Cudi have won it back. Gunna has Banking On Me. That came out February 14th. Jack Harlow, Nail Tech. And by the way, you saw Jack Harlow was shooting his shot at Young Miami. Uh, somebody asked him in his 10 questions on Instagram, who do you love? And he added Young, Ma- Young Miami on that. Oh, we, we tripping. That's the cover. That ain't yeah. even a sample. As That's, I said, they remade that song. Yeah, they, they remade, remade it. Love Train. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By Confunction. All right. And Confunction. Jack Harlow is officially a New Balance ambassador as well. All right. Monique sat down well, with... You, you forgot about the Lobby Boys? Your brother, your best friend. Oh my gosh, it's not in the show prep. The Lobby Boys is out today? They're single. They released it today. Mano and Jim Jones. You made me feel like they had a whole album out. Woo, you No, I don't get the albums out yet. All right. What's the Lobby Boys' new song? I think it's Lobby Boy Anthem. Let me see. Is it on here? Nope, they didn't. All right. How you gonna shout out Mano and All right, well, shout out to Mano and Jim Jones, the Lobby Boys. Mm-hmm. All right, and Monique sat down on Turned Out with T.S. Madison. That's her new Fox Soul show. And some of the things she talked about is her history with Tyler Perry and Oprah Winfrey and, um, you know, saying that a lot of people were mad at her. And here's what she had to say about not hating Oprah. People will ask me, do you dislike or are you, do you hate Oprah and Tyler and Lee? No. Let me be clear. I love those people. 
We love those people. My husband and I love, they're our brothers and sisters. Mm. And as my husband always say, mama, we ain't calling nobody out. We simply calling them up to say, listen, let's make our community better by making it right. All right, you know, the, that drama all goes back to Tyler Perry and Oprah, where executive producers of Lee Daniels' uh, film Precious, which Monique starred in, that's where all of their issues started. And she also goes on um, to talk about Tyler Perry. And here's what she had to say. I think uh, Tyler Perry had said that he wanted an apology from Monique. Now, when Al Sharpton heard the tape, because he heard it, he said, that man is wrong, and you're like my daughter, so I'm going to have to call him up. Kevin Hart heard the tape. He said, Mo, I called him and he said he don't want to revisit it. Our mutual friend, when I explained what was really going down, she was like, I'm not with that, let me call him. And she called him and he said, I don't want to revisit that. Then he called back while we were on the phone and he said, no, I changed my mind. I will, we, I will meet with Monique, but not with her husband. And then she has to apologize to me and Oprah Winfrey for saying that we had anything to do with ruining her career. Now she goes on to say that when black women speak up and speak out, it goes unheard most times. Here's what she had to say. Oftentimes when it comes to a black woman speaking up and speaking out, it goes unheard until she dies. Then once she dies, then we go back and say, well, she was right and let's make a movie about it. See, I can give you their names, Eartha Kitt. I can give you their names, Hazel Scott. All of those women took a stand. And all of those women left here heartbroken, unhealthy, looking at a community saying, y'all know I'm right, but why won't anybody say anything? Now, she did say she's still in the midst of her lawsuit against Netflix. And so she is still speaking up and standing up unapologetically and fearlessly. I hope one day they all figure it out. Tyler and Monique and Oprah. Mm -hmm. At least get on the same accord. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. And salute to uh, T.S. Madison, too. That was on T.S. Madison show, right? Turned yeah. out mm -hmm. on Fox Soul. Salute to T.S. Madison. Okay. All right. And happy birthday to Dr. Dre. Today is Dr. Dre's birthday. He is 77 years old today. Dr. Dre is now 77. Dr. Dr. Dre, I think he's, 50, he's like 57 or something like that. You sure? Let me see. Oh, he's, yeah, he's 57, 57 years old today. Yeah. Okay, so I'm 20 birthday. years off. So it's uh, early. Sh shut up, man. Dr. Dre's 57. <laughs> We're going to do a Dr. Dre mix. Let me know your favorite Dre joint. And let's get into it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. February 21st comes the highly anticipated new CW series, All American Homecoming. Rising tennis star Simone Hicks begins her new life at Brinkston University, where black excellence is a way of life. Don't miss All American Homecoming, premiering Monday, February 21st on The CW. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's Black History Month, so what we doing? Well, you know, every day during Black History Month, the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network is dropping a daily podcast called I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either, hosted by my guy, B-Dot. And today, B-Dot tells us, where did the term Jim Crow come from, okay? Find out right now. I didn't know, baby. We're in my neck of the woods, baby. East side of Greensboro. A&T, right there. Downtown, right there. This is where I grew up at, baby. Welcome to Greensboro, North Carolina. I'm familiar with the Jim Crow laws, and I'm familiar with the Jim Crow South, where black people and white people couldn't talk to each other, couldn't eat together, couldn't drink together, couldn't sleep together, couldn't do nothing. 
They did used to sneak in some hanky-panky time, though, from time to time. Oh, hanky-panky, don't tell Massa that we're getting the hanky-panky on. Now, it all came from that Plessy versus Ferguson case down in Louisiana, where they said that black people and white people shouldn't share the same carts. And then all of America said, yo, we agree. Black people and white people should have separate carts. They should be separate, but equal. Which is the dumbest thing ever. However, <laughs> here we are. Who I wasn't familiar with is Thomas Price. In the 1830s, Thomas Price, he ran the minstrel shows. And in those minstrel shows, he'd go straight blackface. And he would be dumb with it and dumbfounded and just paint black people as the most imbecilic person he could think of. His stage name was Jim Crow. And over the years, Jim Crow became a derogatory term for black folks. Jim Crow is the equivalent to the word The Jim Crow laws were the laws. Jim Crow always sounded like a name that would own slaves, right? Jim Crow was a derogatory slang term for the derogatory slang term for black folk. And I didn't know. Maybe you didn't either. I didn't know. Alright, well, happy Black History Month to everybody out there. That's right, and make sure you download I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either every day during Black History Month on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Alright, well, when we come back, we got the positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Uh, it's time to get up out of here. Now, shout to everybody out in Cleveland. I'm in Cleveland uh, all weekend long. Tonight, first, I'm doing something with Versus. Uh, they're doing a Versus. Alan Iverson versus Tracy McGrady. I will be providing the soundtrack for that. So nice. I'm excited about that. And then tonight, I'm at uh, The Vault. It's a Welcome to Cleveland party. And then Saturday, me and Boosie Badass, we will be at um, a day party. So I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I'm also excited uh, that this weekend I'll be spending um, the weekend on Club Couch. Uh, about a Club year, about, about a year ago, my wife ordered a, a couch from IKEA, and because of the supply, because of the supply chain um, chaos, it took a year to get here. And that couch came yesterday, man. And I laid on that couch, and I did not want to get up, and I cannot wait to spend the weekend on that couch. I will be on that couch catching up on Abbott Elementary. Uh, catching up on Force. Haven't watched Force yet. The show starring uh, Joseph Sikora as Tommy. What else I got to catch oh, up on? I just on? started watching that. What else I got to catch up on? Something else somebody told me. Oh, Tender Swindler. Oh, yeah. Ten and Inventing Anna. Inventing Anna. I got to watch both those when I get back. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't know if I'm going to see it. I don't know if I'm in the Inventing Anna. I'm, I'll check it out, though. Depends if I get through everything else. All right. Well, leave us on a positive note, then. Listen, man, the positive note is simply this. What they hate in you is missing in them. Keep shining. Breakfast club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done?